Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. All right, here's a best of with my friend, Damon Washington. It's called Respectful, Reliable, Responsible. It's an interview that I'm just so glad I got a chance to do. It originally released on December 13th, 2021. And at the time of this interview, I did not know that he would sponsor the podcast. Matter of fact, Damon Washington, the teabag company was our first sponsor. We were simply just having a conversation from one cleaning business owner to another. And Damon's story just captivated me. He is a great story of try, fail, and adjust. He has been in this industry for decades and found a pain point that he wanted to solve. Damon invented the tea bag to solve the problem of janitors wasting time replacing trash bags while cleaning. It's a simple invention, but so is the coffee collar. <laughs> so is the button. <laughs> And these little simple inventions have made their inventors a lot of money. And I'll tell you, there's probably thousands and thousands of other inventions that remain in the creative minds of most people. It takes a special type of person to take a chance. That's why I support Damon Washington so much. So before I replay this interview, I wanted to give a short update on the teabag since last December. I had a chance to reconnect with Damon recently and here's what he told me. 2022 has been a profitable year for the teabag. This is great news. In 2022, Damon launched the Waste One Pocket version of the product that cleaners can wear around their waist, which is a great alternative to the janitors that are not rolling a trash can around. So large, large schools and, and places like that, where they have a cart, janitor's cart with a trash can. That's Damon's experience. That's what he invented it for. And I asked him, I'm like, I do smaller places, and I took the one that you put on the trash can, I found a way to clip it to my pocket. Do you have something for that to put directly in your waist? He said, ha, ah, we're already in production. So that came out in 2022. He sent that to me, so thank you very much, Damon. Damon was also very proud to announce this to me, that he was able to get the teabag product into Johns Hopkins University and Indiana State University in 2022. Those are huge. And unexpected success has also been, from what Damon told me, is the reception of the teabag into the landscaping community. I have no idea. So Damon, you're going to have to reach out to me or maybe we'll get you back on the show. What are landscapers doing with this? Well, I guess they're using like leaf bags maybe. I don't know, but that's a really cool thing that you figured out kind of tangential markets that could also use the product. And finally, Damon will be a vendor at the ISSA convention in Chicago from October the 10th to the 13th, 2022. So if you happen to be in that area and would like to meet him, Damon will be manning a booth at that convention. Great job, Damon. And now here's the replay. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact they were meant to make. I started this podcast for many reasons in October of 2019. I love creating and expressing ideas to others. I'm a natural teacher, and the podcast platform has allowed me to get my ideas out of my head and do an audio journal of sorts. For 175 episodes, I built my company and shared my weekly progress with anyone that would listen. Over time, I've added new features like the funny papers. This was designed to entertain you with silly stories, so it wasn't just a boring business podcast. I shared clips of membership and expert calls that I facilitate in the Smart Cleaning Tribe. At the end of 2020, I even changed the name of the podcast from the Solo Cleaning School to the Smart Cleaning School, 
This branding change opened the door to add a monthly long-form interview with visionaries from the cleaning industry. I have loved doing this. It's been one of my favorite ads. And I did it informally. I did not go by the book. I didn't set up my guests with questions ahead of time. I didn't prep them. I just wanted to be able to have a conversation with great people and ask them deeper questions than others. And I wanted these amazing guests to feel comfortable enough with me to answer them. And so I hope you have enjoyed those interviews. It's been a really fun add to this podcast. But solo cleaners out there, I did not want to leave you high and dry. I started this podcast as a solo cleaning niche to help you. And I added solo Saturdays so that you still got a dose of solo cleaning help from me, the 16-year solo cleaning veteran. So I hope that that feature is something that you've really enjoyed. I have simply kept this in front of me. I am creating shows for cleaning business owners all over the world to entertain them and to educate them on leadership, business owners' mindset, efficiency and optimization, and just how to live a balanced, healthy life. Why am I sharing all of this with you? My faithful listeners of the Smart Cleaning School, I am now hand-selecting excellent brands and companies that I personally endorse to sponsor the Smart Cleaning School. Most podcasts have a corporate feel when they bring in sponsors. I hope it doesn't surprise you that I wanted to do it differently than this. I have no structure to my interviews except that I want to extract the heart and vision out of each guest. I wanted my selected sponsors to be no different. Enter Damon Washington. Damon is a 28-year veteran in the janitorial business. He has owned multiple franchise and non-franchise businesses. He is a family man through and through. He is a fighter and never gives up. And he is a problem solver. This is what led to the creation of his new product, the Teabag Company. He solved a problem that he was having while cleaning large buildings and wanted to help others. For the past year, Damon has been marketing and designing and prototyping and just flat out being a scrappy entrepreneur. His assistant found my podcast and reached out to me for a potential sponsorship. Damon and I emailed a few times and then I decided to get on a Zoom call to learn about him, his family, his cleaning journey, and his product. Damon then sent me a free sample of his product, the tea bag. I used it with my kids on a few consecutive weeks of cleaning offices, and I was sold. I'm all about efficiency, and this super simple product speeds up trash collection from my testing by five minutes per hour, being conservative. What that means to me is a $30 product that can save me over $500 per year per client. That's huge. Remember, I'm all about efficiency. And for any of my offices where I have an hour of trash collection, and that's usually about 50 cans, it's saved five minutes. You add that up over time, and it makes a big difference. Now, for really small offices with 10 trash cans or less, this is not the product. Or for house cleaners, this is not the product. But for those of you that are working in buildings with a lot of trash cans, this is an amazing product. And it's so simple. All right, so now you're thinking, so now what can, are you going to do commercials in every episode and annoy me? Honestly, if you're asking me that question, I have no idea if I'm going to annoy you or not. But here's what I do know. I will not bring on a sponsor that I don't 100% like and 100% endorse their product from personal use. I have also decided that all new sponsors must interview with me first. If I like them, if I like their story, and I like their product, I will air the interview 
and then promote their products on upcoming month's shows in hopes to help these amazing companies. I will also strike deals with sponsors to get exclusive discounts for Smart Cleaning School listeners. And I want to only work with sponsors that have amazing customer service. I encourage you to try these products, services, and courses out that will become part of the fabric of the new Smart Cleaning School ecosystem. I appreciate each and every one of you that tunes into this show. Thank you for your emails and encouragement. Thank you for your podcast reviews. Thank you for your critique. It's all part of the process of creating something that stands out from among over 2 million podcasts. I now would like to introduce the first sponsor to the Smart Cleaning School, the Teabag Company and its founder, Damon Washington out of Dallas, Texas. Enjoy this conversation about a lifelong entrepreneur that endured failure over and over and over again to emerge each time stronger. His tagline throughout his business was simple and is a great title for this interview. Respectful, reliable, responsible. I would like to now welcome Damon Washington to the Smart Cleaning School Podcast. Damon Washington, I just had a birthday October 8th, so I'm 49 years old. I uh, I was married once, uh, divorced, it just didn't work out. We had two kids together, uh, DeMonte and Jeremy. DeMonte, well, Jeremy is 30. DeMonte is, his birthday was October the 12th, so he's 29. We just didn't work out. Uh, and we was, in fact, we're still good friends to this day. I got remarried. In fact, our anniversary is coming up November the 7th, six years. Thank you. And she's been a great support of me, a very good support of me. And before I get into what I do now, well, which I still do it, um, I got in a janitorial back in 1994. My Actually, my mom used to clean houses back in the 80s. I mean, she's, um, you know, in, in fact, how she got started was my, I'm the youngest of four, my sister's oldest, nine years apart. And she, my sister used to babysit for a uh, lady and the lady like, hey, I need somebody to clean my house. My mom like, eh, I do it. So she took that on and she started house cleaning and started building her clientele. You know, years went on. In fact, uh, I remember asking her one time by this, I was a kid, you know, 12, 13, 10 years old at the time when she first started it. And then she, you know, she grew her business. In fact, I asked my brother one time, this is after I moved out the house and uh, when I was 18, I moved with my father. And I asked my brother, I said, hey, bro, hey, can you give your little brother some money? You know, I don't have any money. He like, ask mom. I'm like, mom don't have any money. He like, man, that's what you think. I'm like, mom clean the house. He like, bro, she got money. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, mom, can I have some money? <laughs> so she did that for a while. And of course, she's always stayed in Dallas. And of course, my father lived in Tyler, Texas. It's about an hour away. I don't know if you know about Texas, but it's about an hour east of Dallas. Sure. So in fact, I... Um, I went to college for accounting and I got my social degree in accounting. So I had some mental issues when I was in college. Uh, so I'm great now. So it just, I mean, I was just going through life. It just kind of like life beat me up. So I moved back to Dallas. As soon as I moved back to Dallas in December 93, the next following year or well, that summer, pre-summer, mom started janitorial you know, uh, 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 commercial janitorial. I don't know if you heard of Johnny King or not, but I'm quite sure everybody has. She started commercial janitorial. And I'm like, well, what is this? You know, I went with mom as a kid to clean houses and stuff like that, you know, not often, but, and she also, with that said, she also used to do commercial. It's a, a big industry called the Paramore. And back then in the 80s and early 90s, it was, it held all the uh, um, major manufacturer stores, Levi's, Jordash, you know, Nike, you know, it held all this. This is where the product come in. That's when they distribute it out to the stores. You know, that's, you know, um, Genera. It used to be a clothing line called Genera. And we used to get our clothes for it. It little nothing cheap because she cleaned the office. I mean, so we didn't have to worry about school clothes. So... And of course she did that. And of course I used to go with her, you know, during the summer and stuff like that. So when I moved back to Dallas, 
December 93 and she started Johnny King in 94. And I'm like, what is this? And she like commercial clean. And I'm like, well, this is easy. You know, she like, well, okay. And we started together and, and this before we knew about the business and how much fees they take out and stuff like that. So time went on. I'm like, and my mom kind of got frustrated with it because she like, they're taking out too much. I'm like, well, I just thought it was the way of business. So, you know, here I am at the time I was 22, 23 years old. I, you know, I don't know much about business at this point. So, you know, I do have a social degree in accounting. I know how to do the numbers. And I said, you know, so about six months to a year, she wants to go to traveling. And then she's like, well, I want to go to traveling, you know, because she always, she was a manager for years in the traveling business, but this is where she first started. I'm like, well, mom, what about the janitorial business? I just might let her go. I said, well, what if I take it? She's like, okay, fine, you take it. So I took it. And, you know, after several months, maybe a year, I failed. I, I, I failed. I'm like, well, you know, I got a bunch of complaints. I was still, I was working on getting my uh, bachelor's degree in college. And this is, um, it's still, it's still fresh. One of the reasons why I moved back to Dallas is one of the reasons my brother had got killed. And no, that took a lot out of me. So my genital business just dropped within a year. It's okay. Fine. Okay. I continued with college and I still had a couple of commercial cleans, you know, commercial buildings and stuff like that. And I decided to get another one. Uh, about a couple of years after that, I mean, it was a company called Clean At. So basically, I'm a franchise owner. I'm quite sure you know what a franchise owner is. Uh, so I got with Clean At, and man, I was successful with Clean At. You know, I got to the, I got to six figures. You know, because I always wanted to say, hey, let me see what six figures look like per year. And I worked my tail off. I, you know, got the business, built my business, got the employees. I mean, it was, it was going, it was going well. And all of a sudden, it was just, I got overwhelmed overloaded. I'm like, man, come on. I would just start losing accounts. I'm like, what is going on, man? I'm like, hey, am I not pleasing my clients? What's going on? So basically that failed. Mm. I mean, it, it just bottomed out after about, I stayed with clean out about five or six years. So I'm like, man. So in the meantime, I'm like, well, I need to support my family. So I need to go get a job. So I start working, um, had little in and out jobs like grocery stores, you know, the major grocery stores. I even worked at some of the retail stores like JCPenney's and Mervyn's and stuff like that. So around 2000, I say 10 or so, I'm working at JCPenney. I said, I'm gonna get my third business, my third franchise business. I'm gonna get the third one. It was called a a company called System 4. I don't know if you heard of that. I don't think they're as big as wide as Clean Ed or Johnny King. Of course, Johnny King is the biggest one. Clean Ed, they're fairly big. And I'm like, System 4, I'm like, this is it. Either you sink or swim on this. Because I'm, I'm kind of like you. And, you know, I did have a job in my degree, but I didn't like it. I'm like, this getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning, I don't like it. <laughs> so. So I only had an accounting job probably for about a year. And like I said, that's when I bounced back and forth to these grocery stores and retail stores. So, and like I said, by 2010, I'm like, we got with System 4. I'm like, damn, this is it. So I was very, very successful with System 4. I mean, I made it work. I like, I felt like I learned from my mistakes. I failed twice. We, we finna make this happen. Had the employees equipment. I mean, I just build it up, build it up. And in fact, the franchise owner there, he said, he comes to me, he said, Damon, I want to let you know, you're probably one of my most successful franchisees that I ever had. I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm like, I hope so, because I failed a lot. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so, and I built that up to six figures. And and then the company started going down. Uh, he started having some issues and count just started taking a nose dive. I'm like, well, so I'm like, okay, you got some choices to make. I'm like, 
if you can do this on your own, or go get another franchise. I didn't want to get another franchise because I knew the fees involved in. I'm like, damn it, why not do this yourself? You 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 have an expertise by this time. You've been in it tw- 10, 12 years. You 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 know what to do. Let's do this yourself. All you have to do is go get your insurance and basically, you know, go promote yourself. And so that's what I did. Uh, I got my own insurance and I went, you know, and just started passing on information about, you know, Damon Washington, DJ Janitorial. It was funny thing because what really took off DJ Janitorial was my sister attended a big networking group. You know, it was, you know, a, a lot of business that she rented a booth to promote her business at the time. She had a podcast, in fact. So I went to it and uh, my mom and I went to it. I like, what is this? I'm like, this is business all over. I'm like, I could have put DJ Janitorial in this. And she said, well, bro, I didn't think you had the money. Well, how much is it? She said, 200 bucks. I will find $200 for this. <laughs> so, and she's like, okay. So that they, I didn't do the next one, but I didn't one after that. So I found the $200 and I got it and I never will forget. And it was time to do the show. And in fact, I worked all night that night. I mean, so I only got like two, maybe three hours of sleep at this point. I'm like, you got a, you know, a, a networking group to 10 in the morning. And then I will forget, I was driving down the street to this, to set up. And I said, and here was my prayer. I said, God, if I don't get a single lead out of here, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was my prayer. I said, I don't get nothing out of this. Thank you. So of course I went and lo and behold, directly I didn't get a single lead, which is fine. I'm like, I had fun. I took pictures. It was great. But I ran into one guy, one guy. And the funny thing about this one guy, it was another janitorial business across from me. Well, she was more of a a residential than commercial, even though she did commercial. So. About a week or so later, the guy reached out to me and said, hey, I want to invite you to a networking meeting. I said, okay, that's, that's fine. And I'm like, I don't know what networking meeting they are. You know, I'm like, that's fine. So I goes. And it's at a, you know, a little small cafe restaurant. And it's basically people talking about their business or what they do. <laughs> and uh, it was time for me to speak. And I gave a speech, you know, my little 30 seconds commercial. And I gave my 30 second commercial and it went off just like that. And as I sat back down, the lady said, well, you've been doing this a lot. I said, actually, that was my first time ever doing it. (laughs) She said, really? I'm like, yeah. In fact, I still do it. I was like, hey, my name is Damon Washington with DJ Janitorial. Respectful, reliable, responsible. We're here to clean up your business. If there's a building that stands, we clean it. And that, ever since then, it stuck. It really stuck. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that was actually my first time doing it. So I started branching myself out because people started inviting me to other networking meetings. And, and I'm going, I'm growing my janitorial business. In fact, uh, it was sometime, I went to a different one and someone recognized me. They like, Hey, I know you. I know you. I'm like, you do? He said, yeah, you that punctual guy. You that, that those three R's. I said, you talking about respectful, reliable, responsible? Yeah, 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 that's you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, that is me. I'm like, well, my commercial works. <laughs> so, of course, I built, I built DJ Janitory up. I mean, it, it got up to six figures. Now, again, remind you, Ken, I felt the first two times. And, you know, the second time I did build it up to six figures. Now, this time is DJ Janitorial. It's, it's all on me. No fees involved. I mean, you know, I got employees. I'm like, we've got to grow this business and I grow it. All right, Damon, man, that was one heck of a story. I think when you said, I'll, t- I'll tell you the quick version. I have heard that one before. So I was bracing myself. But I tell you what, you took you took me and the audience on a journey here. I have brought on multiple 
successful cleaning business owners on this podcast. And what we talk about more often than not is success and failure, but more about success. I haven't had a chance to dive in with anyone on failure. And I actually really, really enjoyed you hearing about you built something once and then it fell apart. You built something twice and you fell apart. You built something three times, it fell apart. Now you're doing a fourth time. And just that perseverance, like I would like to know a couple of things. Like uh, there's a bunch of things I've written down I'd like to ask you. But the, the first one is what is it about you in the way that you were brought up or the way that you view life, your worldview? What is it that allows you to pick up the pieces and keep doing it over and over again when other people, I mean, one time they fail, that's it. Two times forget three times they're done. Like, what is it about you, Damon, that, that allows you to see you, the, the way you see the world? Well, it's several, several pieces that's involved in my, I guess, pick up the pieces. One, you mentioned it earlier. It's God. I'm like, you know, I have a great pastor. That's a great minister. I mean, he, 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 he talks about always I'm going to say lack of better words, picking yourself up in his messages. But besides God, of course, God is number one in in my pick up the pieces. But my mom is always in our corner. Always. My mom is always in our corner. She like, make it happen. And that's, that's in fact, that I, I say that a lot. That's my slogan, I guess, is make it happen. You know, my mom's like, Hey, you'll be fine. It's you you'll be okay. Welcome to life. <laughs> you know, that's her, that's her attitude. You know, in fact, uh, just to give you a short little version, you know, we always went to school, no matter what. I don't care if you were sick, you going to school. You know, she like, no, let them send you on. Don't, in other words, don't don't have a pity party. You know, life's gonna kick you behind, pick up the pieces, let's go. You know, and that's that was my mom's teaching. You know, she taught us to have our own. You know, she like she taught us to be business minded. She taught us don't take crap from anybody. She taught us all that. So, mom and God is is it. That's how I was able to keep going. And, and my thing is, well, you're not dead. So, <laughs> what do you got to lose? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So that was that's how it's been my attitude about it. It's like, okay, you still function. Did, you know, this is not the end of the world. This is not the end of life. Did your mom demonstrate as a kid? Did your mom demonstrate how she picked up the pieces and you watched her do that? Funny thing you asked that question. About several months ago, three or four months ago, my sister and I was talking about my mom again. I told you that, you know, my brother got killed when I was 18. Okay. I was, I had just graduated from high school. And like I said, six weeks later, my brother gets killed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was talking to my sister, which again, she's the oldest. She was in the military at that point. And somehow we got on a subject about mom, you know, and she said some of, something about my mom's weakness. I can't remember exactly. I said, well, Karen, I grew up watching mom nothing really affects her if that makes sense you know she was a you know she is she is a strong woman you know you know i'm bulletproof you know she just made always made it happen kid i mean she just always made it happen you know the very first time she ever told me no i was 20 something years old and i needed my car no she's like no i ain't got it but besides that mom always was there i needed something now, let's not get this confused. She didn't spoil me, well, in a way she did, but she didn't like, hey, I'm just giving you the world and give you everything you need and don't teach you anything. She didn't do that. But when it comes to crunch time, she's like, okay, I got you. You know, if, you, if you're trying to make it and you, you don't, you know, you're not messing around and, you know, whatever, I got you. I got you back. So mom is a heavy influence in my life as far as, my business and, you know, in taking it forward and stuff like that. So, yeah, Josh Marie is, <laughs> besides God, is number one. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear, 
So yeah, I, I have I have talked to so many entrepreneurs, and when I when I bring up when I get them to talk about the childhood, I see so many things that were taught and experienced as a child come back, and it's it goes into their why. So you kept picking up the pieces. You're you have God, you have mom in your corner, and saying, "Get up, get up, one more time, keep running. The race is not yeah. over till you cross it. You keep going, you keep going." There also had to be some kind of a like uh, an internal flame, like a motivation. Is there like a component of what kept you going where I don't want to let mom down? I don't want to let God down. Or is it purely out of I want to succeed? I like what was it that fueled you now? Okay, what was it? Yeah. I want to succeed. I'm like, I am not letting anything stop me. That was my attitude. I'm like, make it happen. To who would you? To who would you? I mean. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. I'm like, I don't care what you say. And my wife today, <laughs> bless her heart, she said, once you get something in your head, it is very, very hard to change your mind. So you're like your mom. I don't know you're where bullet- I got that from. Well, you just said it. But you said earlier about your mom was bulletproof. Right. What, what I just heard you say is that you're also bulletproof. You want to have, you want to succeed. That was something that drove you. You had your mom, you had God speaking. You're, it's like you're on stage and you're, you're, you're in the, you're in the ring. And no matter what, like Rocky kept getting knocked down, knocked down, but you got Mick in the corner saying, get back up, Rocky, get back right. up. Like that was you because you were, it sounds like you've probably always been the underdog. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you, you can say that. You know, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I had a close family members that kind of saying, uh, for lack of better words, I, I'm, the way I interpret this close family, it's not like you want to be nothing, but yeah, eh, whatever. I'm going to make it with or without you, you know. <laughs> so, well, what, 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 I mean, you say succeed, though. Like some people say they want to succeed. Other people feel they need to succeed. And then others there's like this this deep like almost like a spiritual need to succeed that no matter what like what like what is it in you it's a combination of all three it's like i I always pray i don't want to be money driven and it's not about the money i i keep praying on that please do not let me fall into it's all about money i'm like no i just want to see and take off again. One of my goals was to get my janitory to six figures by DJ janitory, and I did that. And you did that three great. times. I would love to keep right. I did it three times. It's it's it, it's work. <laughs> you can believe that it's it's work, and I, I did it three times. I'm okay. like, I just want to see how far I can go. Okay, you know, and I look at people on TV. I'm like, what's stopping me from being there? How come I can't? Why not me? Why not me? Well, yeah, right. Why okay. not me? Th- this this is good. Like I'm a little psychology here. I I okay. f- I feel like I understand like what's driving you. What's it, what's pulling you toward your goal? I want to go on the other side of this now. Is that you did succeed and you did fail three times? I mean, you you might even like the current one you have. Is it is it still running? The current one, or is it you? You shut that one down. Yes. Okay. So, so what four- this is the third time is, well, this is kind of the fourth, fourth time. Yeah, yeah. that you, you took over your mom. You took over your mom's the first one, and then two other franchises. Now you're on your mm-hmm. own. So they're fourth, your fourth go around. And what I'm curious right. about is all of that drive and all of that motivation. I think this is the answer to the question. I'll say what I think the answer is first. It's. You know, we're never able to handle a level of success that's beyond our current mindset. I believe that. Or for a current mindset or understanding to do business. And I'm just curious, what do you attribute the failures to? Maybe each one's different. Like what, what like diagnose or kind of like help us to understand, like, because people are out there, they're dealing with failure right now. COVID happened. It happened to everyone. And people are wondering whether they should shut down their business or uh, they didn't make it. Maybe it's not working. Maybe they're at the bottom right now that, well, this guy made it three times. Why did it fail for him? I see why he picked himself back up, but why did he fail? What did he learn from each failure? Can you talk to that? Sure. Well, the first time, again, when I was with Johnny King, I was just naive about business. You know, I'm thinking it's a simple solution, but it's not. 
So, you know, again, I, of course, I was still going to college at the same time and I just failed. It just my work wasn't up to par. So I felt that is that's I contribute that straight to Damon Washington. Um, you know, I go in and, hey, I think I'm doing a good job The you know, the 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 customer called me and said, hey, you missed this. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. And they're, they're leaf sticky notes. I'm like, well, you did miss this. So Damon Washington, Johnny King failed. Clean it, however, I feel like they really felt me versus me overall failing. Because when, you know, after the fact, I did hear some rumors that, you know, hey, you have one little slip up, they'll take that count away from you to fill somebody else's package. I'm like, well, if this is your business of practice, then I don't want to be involved in it. So, and it just kind of dwindled down. Of course, I got to the point where, okay, if a client gave me a bad review and I see it's not going anywhere, okay, here's your keys. I'm I'm not going to deal with that. You know, I already got enough stuff to deal with. So I, I already got the notion that clean it was like, well, you know, we need to fill somebody else's package. Okay, fine. You know, so my third one, my third franchise, long story short of that, he was running out of money. I was okay. Well, you know, this is not like Damon Washington's fault. So what are you going to do? Do it yourself. <laughs> so, and that's when I got back out there. I still ran into that uh, networking meeting that I told you about my sister. Right, right. And, and, and build it off from there. And so, just, you know, build it. So what did you learn from each of the three experiences that you put into the fourth one? That communication is one with your customers. Communication is number one. Man, I, I cannot stress enough to have communication with your customers and let you know, hey, and if, if there's a problem, fix it right away. Because one of the things I tell my clients or my customers is, if you leave a complaint or if you have an issue, let me know right away, course, which they do. I said, if I don't fix it in a timely manner, let me know it. That way, you see something that I don't see. Okay. And so, again, that's where that communication is. I tell them, I say, hey, if I didn't fix it, that means I don't see it like you see it. And I'm up there in the customer's face. Hey, show me what you're talking about. And they're like, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, I didn't see that. Or it's not in the contract. Or I don't mind getting it, but just to let you know, it's not in the contract. So that communication is the key in, in your business. To have success in your business, communication is number one. I can't stress that enough. So I, I think you just put that entire question to bed with that simple answer. <laughs> I, I, I have no, I had a shovel. I'm like, I, where can I dig? I don't, I, I just hit rock. <laughs> I just, I heard, I'm like, clunk. That's the answer. Yeah. Man, it, yeah. I mean, communication, like that rock, that clunk is communication. And how many companies are losing customers because of poor communication? And let's be honest, right. within the residential and the commercial, I see this more in commercial because you've got these employees and they're sitting, it's not just like one homeowner or a, a family. You've got 20, 30 employees in a single building, 50 employees, 100 employees. And those 100 people are going to see a lot more that one company missed versus you're in a house and it's a family of six. So three people might see something missed versus 100 people. And so the number right. of complaints that right. you get, and it's the way they handle that. And your first, your first approach, you're like, right. you got a problem with my cleaning? Forget it. And the second business, you're you're like, you got a problem with my cleaning? All right, fine. Here's your key back. You know, and you're but then you started having, you know, outside things you couldn't control, which taught you that I need to do this myself because I don't want to be at the mercy of another man. I want to be able to do this myself, which those are the things I heard you like the lessons I heard is number one, communication. Number two, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it myself. And that's no slight against any franchise company. There, there's some great right. ones out there. I think for you, and I think for a lot of people listening to my podcast, these are independent cleaning business owners. They don't want to be part of a franchise. And that may or may, someone listening to this, you may disagree with that. And that's totally fine because there are some, there are some great ones and it just depends. Right. It just depends on your goals, really. Right. Well, I, if, if someone asked me about, you know, I, I got 
I I have a lot of talks with people that want to start generatory business. They're like, how did you get started? I tell them my story and they're like, well, it's the best way. I'm like, well, in my opinion, if you want to grow fast, go franchise. But if you want to, if you were able to have enough income to sustain yourself, I highly suggest you do it on your own, mm. you know, because of the fees that's involved in Doing it on your own, you have more control. You just said that. You have more control of what is said or what's being said versus, you know, with the franchise, you got to get a fifth or two, uh, uh, another party. I'm like, again, you said it. It's nothing wrong with franchise. I just think it's too, I don't want to say too expensive, but for me, it's a better revenue if you go on your own. I, yeah. I put it like that. I think that's a great place to just kind of, you know, put a fork in that part of the meal, right? Okay, now let's, I do right. want to, I do want to shift gears because we met, you know, through your assistant. Like I said, Marla, she's just here. I want to introduce you to uh, Damon, and he has this company, and and I, I just like, wow, here's an inventor within our industry. And I honestly, I hadn't met you. I was very hopeful that you were a guy that had spent your life in our industry versus someone that just came up with an idea to help. You know, I had a feeling and I, that's where I was really hoping that this would go is to hear your story. Cause I want people to be able to connect with you because you understand what they're going through, but now let's, now let's do now that that's established. Now let's go into your service provider to inventor phase of your life. And what's the problem you recognize? What's the product you came up with? How's it going? share your dream now just freelance and let me see that big smile emerge and let's 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 let's, let's see what's happening in in 2021 what just let's okay. go all right well several years ago i don't know if it was 17 18 i can't remember i get i get my years uh mixed up now i had some employees because you know working at one of the facilities i practice in service of bank and for for years through the janitorial business, I always use grocery bags. You know, I tie them on the trash can handle and I tie it just right. And I, I fix it up the way Damon likes it and I make it uh, very easy to put the trash bag in and unroll. Well, moms will ask me years, you know, maybe, maybe about a year or so, you know, yeah, moms will ask me for a while. Well, when I did it for employees, they would tear them up within weeks, maybe months. I'm like, because when I go in and check them behind, I'm like, why are y'all turning these up so fast? Mine will last me forever. All you have to do is just pull it up and you're done. I'm like, come on, guys. So I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way of doing this. So I said, okay. So I went online. And I just happened to put in trash bag dispensers or trash bag holders. And I put this in. I'm like, da -da -da -da. And I'm like, I see nothing that comes up. I'm like, well, I'll try again tomorrow. I don't feel like doing this anymore. You know, I'm tired or, you know, I'll go on to my next thing. So the next day I did it again. I'm like, you know, this time I, I spent some time researching. I'm like, trash bag dispenser, garbage dispenser, uh, garbage bag holders. I mean, I'm typing all the keywords and no one has. I'm like, Damon, why not make your own? It's okay. Well, so I like. I started, I started sketching it out how I wanted to look. You know, I wanted a little bag that straps on the trash can. So I'm like, hmm. And I knew my sister knew how to sew. So I called my sister. I said, hey, Karen, um, and, you know, because she lives in Oklahoma and I live in Texas. I'm like, can you make this for me? And I screened, you know, shot a picture of it. This and I said, I want this made. She's like, uh, bro, I'll try. It's okay. And then she like, some time went on. She's like, yeah. And she said, well, I don't think I have to make it. Let me ch check with someone else. I'm like, well, I don't want you to share this with anybody because this is my project. You know, I'm like, this is mine. I don't want somebody stealing it. And she said, well, I know a few people that I can trust. Okay. So after some time, some months went by, she got back with me. She's like, bro, I can't, I can't do it. So I'm like, all right. I'm sitting on it for a while. I'm like, man, who can I get to make this that I can trust? So my wife said, one of her friends know how to sew. I said, you know I've been sitting on this project for a while, and you just now telling me that Sally know how to sew? In fact, she used to work for me. And she said, well, yes, yeah, Sally know how to sew. I'm like, you, okay. 
So I called Sally. I said, Sally, you know, Jennifer told me you know how to sew. She's like, yes. All right. Okay. Can you make a purse like, you know, item? She's like, yeah. I said, are you good? She said, I don't know if I'm good as I used to be, but okay. So her and her husband, me and my wife, we have lunch together. And I showed the pictures. And I said, okay, I need this made. Can you make this? She said, I think I can. I said, great. So time, you know, of course, she has a life. She's a, she's a school teacher like my wife. She has a life. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you time. So time went on, I don't know, six months or so. I don't know. So she calls me. She's like, I got your product made. And kid, you should have seen my eyes on the phone. In fact, I'm at my mom's house at the time. My eyes lit up. I'm like, she said, I'm taking it to your house, to your wife. I'm like, mom, I got to go. And I rush home. I'm like, let me take it. I looked at her. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, kid. I'm, like, I'm excited. So for a few weeks, I'm just looking at it, checking it out. I'm like, okay. You know, I got to come up with a name for this. So I takes it to work. And I put it on my put it on my trash can. I'm like, okay. Put some bags in it. I'm like, yeah. And I rolled. I'm like, this is what I want. <laughs> so I said, okay, Sally, I need a favor. Can you make me a few more? She's like, sure. Because she said the very first time she made it, it took her seven hours. It took her seven hours to do it. Because, wow. you know, wow. it did, I think what she made about five of them for me, five or six of them. And I think the, by that time, she took about three or four hours to, you know, make them. I'm like, okay, great. So, and of course, I like I said, I told her I need some more. I said, all right, next, we need to get this patent because I don't want anybody taking this. So I called up some lawyers and I'm like, how much is patent? A lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, okay. I said, okay, all right. So I sat on for a while. I'm like, man, how do I come up with the money for this? And before you know it, here come COVID. So my business started dwindling down, which my wife and I, we, we great savers, so we was okay. And I was okay losing business. All right. Okay. So I'm like, man, I need to find a way to get this patent off the ground. So I called an attorney, finally got in touch with an attorney. I'm like, hey, trying to get him to help. What are your fees like? He said, well, a non-provisional patent is basically like a pre-patent. He said, Roughly $2,000. I'm like, yeah, I got that. Let me get this started. He said, but, Mr. Washington, I'm going to let you know, it's only good for a year. After that, you got to get the non-provisional fine, which is way more than $2,000. So I said, okay, fine. So I gave him the two grand and, you know, he drew it up. He said, all right, you good to go as far as selling it. I said, fine. So I took it to a manufacturing company. I, you know, I called up a few of them, you know, made them sign the NDA. Make sure you don't share it with anybody. They're like, yeah, we can make this, but we got to change it. And I said, why? She said, well, the product you got, well, the fabric you're using is very expensive. I'm like, okay. She said, you want this mass production, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Let me suggest that you, you know, switch out the fabric to make it more cost effective for, you know, the common people. Because, you know, she, she said, what is your price range? You know, I said, well, I want it not over 30 bucks for, you know, for this product. She's like, well, yeah, we have to just you change it. So long story short on that, they changed the product. I agreed to it. I like it. So they put it in mass production. Now it's time to put it on the market. Okay. Now, Ken, this is right in the middle of COVID. I mean, as soon as COVID hit, I'm like, well, damn, you got to get this product launched. I'm like, you only got a year. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, and then after that, you got to pay for it. I'm like, okay. So I said, I got well, you know, I was talking to some close friends that was able to do the pictures and able to set up my website. I mean, uh, they practically did it for free or well, next to free. And I was like, I got to give you something. I just, I'm just, that's just not my style. So I got the professional pictures. And of course, the guy set up my website. He did a great job. I don't know if you see my website. He did a great job on my website. And I said, okay. So I put it on Facebook. I only got pictures at this point. I don't have video content. I'm like, this is not going the way I thought it would be. I'm like, P, 
people going to see this product and they're going to really just buy it. And it's not going the way I want it to. I was like, okay, fine. So I finally did some video content. And man, once I did that video content, it just jumped. I mean, it's just thought, great idea, great product, and great this. I'm like, okay, this, I got something here. I'm like, okay. So once I put it in, of course, like six weeks later, I get my first sale. I'm like, wow. So this this working. So and then probably, like I said, I put the put the product on the market last August, uh, August of 2020. And I sold a few products and within November, so a hospital called me, she said, we sold your product online and we need a hundred bags. How many? She said, we need a hundred bags. I'm like- How many did you have at the time? The very first time I had to made, I only had a hundred made. And I'm like, by this time I gave away a lot of products, you know, cause I'm, I, you know, I, I did giveaways. So I did they just saw just from the website they found it. Yes, from because, the website they found it. No. Yeah, because because you googled couldn't find it, and then they were probably googling something and they found you. Yes, and they <laughs> found me. And she said, good. "We we need a hundred bags." Well, I I give you fifty now. Well, I can give you fifty later. She said, "That's fine." So I sent that because she said her boss saw my product online. I don't know if he saw it online or through Facebook or whatever. Because by this time, I was advertising on Facebook and Instagram. So, wow. you know, I was spending money. So I don't know where they saw it, but he saw it. So I sent them 100 back, and it's been going fairly decent. So I attended a trade show earlier this year in February. I just came from a trade show last week. And, you know, I sell some products here and there. You know, it's still a brand new product. I get great feedback from it. Great idea. I need this. Oh, man. Where was this product when I was doing janitorial? So I get all the positive feedback. I'm going to say my feedback is probably 96, 98% positive feedback and that's how i came up with this product so uh, i'm still in the marketing of it so i do a i practically do a most of the marketing myself you know linkedin instagram uh facebook and you know stuff like that so and i said why not reach out to podcast so and that's how we reached out to you i think that's awesome Thank i you. mean congratulations damon for going through and not just being the person that said you know what i can't find what i'm looking for uh, I should do it myself. Nah, I don't feel like it. But you're the guy that said, I need to do, I need to build one. And you went and built one. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's a considerable effort. It's such a, like an alternate path from building a company to like a service-based company to now building a product. I mean, it's a world apart. And <laughs> I can see your eyes get real, real wide when I mentioned this. Out of curiosity, now that you're making this switch, what's the, what's the status of the, of the commercial clean, the janitorial cleaning business is, are you, are you going to take that fourth one and grow it still? Are you going to, is that what's supporting this? Like what's the role of that company now? Yeah. Well, that DJ janitorial does support the teabag company. Yes. And right now I'm still undecided. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm leaning toward more selling my company, the DJ janitorial part, because I see the vision of the teabag is that I'm not going to have time to do DJ janitorial. So it's just, I, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. So it is, again, I'll give you an example. Okay. I, again, I did a trade show last week. And in this trade show, I got more feedback than I did the first trade show. And one of the guys I ran into, he's like, man, this is a great product. He said, I deal with a lot of schools. And, and the people that make the decision of the school, she said, we're going to talk and I need you to be prepared to support a school district. Okay. <laughs> and so as I just see the vision of my teabag just taken off and I don't think I will have the time that I want to dedicate to DJ Janitorial, even though DJ Janitorial is my baby. I love my janitorial business. That's my baby. <laughs> but bringing it back to the beginning, your family, you've got some adult children, adult children, you're married and you're thinking you're 49, 48, 49 years old, thinking about the, the future. Yeah. Right. Going toward the future. So you mentioned the word vision. That's a hot button for me. So could you let, 
let's kind of bring this to a wrap. And I just want to hear what you like. You're an optimistic guy. I can see you're looking forward to the potential of this. What is the vision that you have for the product? And even back toward your, in your personal life too, like what that would do for you when it achieved that? Well, the vision of my product is, I feel like this is going to be in every school, every hospital, every hotel, every airport. I just feel like it's going to be there. And I, and one day, I, like I tell my wife all the time, I say, we're going to go somewhere and because, you know, my wife loves to travel. Mm. I said, we're going to be in the airport and I'm going to point and say, that's my product. Mm. And I'm like, or we're going to be in a hotel and they're going to have it. I'm going to say, that's your husband's product, baby. <laughs> so I, that's my vision of my product is I just see it being everywhere by the feedback that i get i just see it just taking off it's just in a matter of time so like i said it's only been on the market a little over a year and a half or well, a little under a year and a half because i put on like i said i put on the market august of 2020 that's awesome let me ask you now something more tangible so the product itself it's uh it straps on to a, tra- a, a large trash can that you roll for for the types of janitorial companies that do large schools, hospitals, hotels, that kind of stuff you mentioned. What's a version of this product for a smaller janitorial company that doesn't use trash cans that roll? Like, do you have another system or is this the only system for a specific niche? Like, how, how is that? Right. That, that, right now, it's only Pacific, for a Pacific niche. You know, it just straps on the handle of the trash can or a, uh, a janitorial cart. I am looking at ways to improve that, to make it sufficient for the home and just i haven't came up with the right idea for now i do have some people in place that give me ideas to say hey why don't you try this why don't you try that why don't you try this or why don't you try that yeah and you know uh for example i'm going to design for the lawn care industry where i it it could be uh sufficient for a household too where you strap it around your waist or strap it around your shoulder and dispense the bags that way how and so, how, how does it work? Just describe how the product works. Do you, do you put the entire okay. roll of trash bags in the pouch? Like describe just describe right. how the how so, the product works. Yeah. Two different kinds. I have the one pocket and I have the two pocket. The two pocket is the most popular. Uh that's the one I sent you also, the two pocket. Thank you. Well, two different trash you, bags. You put a Oh, I just said that's for two different trash bags, like the small 13 gallon and the large 30. Right. So, you put, you know, the small ones in the uh, in the top, and you put the large ones in the bottom, and you strap it on the card or janitorial trash can handle, and put it in, and you just dispense it. You go around your facility as you move throughout your facility, dispense the bag. You know, I get people that are like, well, you can just put them at the bottom of the trash can. Well, you can do that. I mean, everybody has their way of doing trash bags. I just felt like this is an easier way to handle it. If you want to put them at the bottom of the trash can, great. You know, you do risk the point of your trash bag leaking and, of course, liquid getting on your trash bags after you put them in the bottom of it. Or, you know, if you don't want to bend down there, here's the tea bag for you. That's what that was created for. Okay. So, and with that said, though, I created the one pocket because my friend uh, that I got into the janitor business, he used the Glad uh, 13 gallon trash bags, the one you buy in the, at, at, at a convenience store, I mean, at a supermarket. Well, those won't fit in the two pocket. So I made the one pocket for that particular trash bag. Also, it does fit the uh, the construction, construction or the industrial size trash bag. So in those a lot of homeowners buy those uh, for their garages, mainly for their garages. Say, hey, you know, I, I use or, or for White House. Uh, I use this for the White House because they use those big rolls of trash bag, and they just strap it on there and just like, hey, I need feedback. Again, I only got one positive feedback because, in fact, a guy bought this for, for his home. He's like, man, this works great for me. So I'm like, he said, in fact, I'm about to buy another one, in which he did. So I'm like, okay. So I have yet to get any numbers or any type of feedback from people I've sold it to. I take that back. I did call the hospital like a couple of weeks later. And as then she just said, hey, so far so good. I'm like, 
Okay, but I haven't heard any numbers feedback as far as, yeah. hey, Damon, this saves us time or anything. She just, hey, right now it's working out great. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, and, that's, and those things only help the process, especially if you could get a, a company right. brought on, brought on to, to basically use the product. You could pay some cleaning companies to use the product and to collect their times before and after. You can get some real data. Yeah, that's what I want. I want feedback so I can like, Hey, what do I need to improve? Or is it still a great product, which I know is a great product, but I still want that confirmation. I'm like, okay. But again, I have yet to hear any negative feedback from it. Or like I said, as far as reviews online that people that see the video, they like great product. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the, the reality of this too, I mean, you're one year in, you're one year in during a pandemic and you th- you found an idea, you saw a need, and you decided to go for it. And now you're now you're heavy in the throes of finding ways to get this to market, and you're willing to step out of your comfort zone time after time after time. And as people try it more, they'll give you feedback. You'll improve the product. You'll get you'll right. get it out more. You'll get feedback. You'll improve the product. This is something you're you're in for the long term. You 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 have a heart for the industry. You've been doing it for the last twenty. Seven twenty-eight years. It sounds like right. Yeah. And this this is this is what you're called to do, and you love doing it. I can tell. I'm glad that we had a chance to meet, and I want I wanted to make sure that you know I could jump on a conversation with you after I was contacted about the trash bags, or I could bring the man Damon Washington on it and just hear his story. And that's what I <laughs> I wanted you. to just hear your story. And I really really liked the whole piece in the middle that we're talking about with failure, and it's not something that has come up much, but I. I don't want to avoid the topic because it's it's very important because there's a ton of people out there. And you know what? There's there's no guarantee here. I mean, who knows? Maybe this flops. I'm not saying it will, but let's say you run out of money before you have a chance to create the revenue. And then the the demon that I've met on this call, I perceive that you would say, all right, dust my feet back off. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go into the next area and I'm going to do it again. And. I mean, Colonel Sanders, the guy failed like, what, 12 times or something and 65, 66 years old. He right. finally gets the recipe. You know, you, there's, there's great stories out there. I'm not saying this is going to not make it, but I'm just saying I just like the story of right. overcoming failure. You, you remind me, this, here's another part that I guess that drives me. Have you ever read the Chicken Soup book? Okay. Yeah. The very first one came out like in the 90s, late 90s. Yeah, yeah. I've read that years ago. It's a story in there. You probably don't remember this. Man, I can't. This is one of my favorite stories of that book. Okay. Well, actually, it's two of them, you know, but this here is number one. It was a guy that created a program for a school. I don't, I don't remember the program. I don't know if it was an English program. I don't know what it was. Him and his buddy is going city to city, state to state. I mean, they going all across the country trying to implement this program into a school. So they talking to school districts and what do they call like superintendents? Superintendents. Yeah, and I mean they going from city to city, state to state. You know, trying to implement this program. Well, his buddy said, "Look, man, I'm sorry. I love you, but I got a family to take care of. You know, I got to go back home and get a job so I can support my family." Mm. He said, "Man, I, I still love you, but..." He like, man, I understand. So he bails out on him. Well, he kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And he was just about to give up. In fact, he just like, I'm out of money. I'm done. I'm going home. And he said he was walking out of his hotel room, about to go home. The phone rings. And it's one of the schools that said, hey, we'll offer you $50 million for your product. <laughs> and that story always stuck with me. And that's that story just always seems like, hey, you you're so and so, so and so. Yeah, he's like, we like your program, we're gonna offer you fifty million dollars for it. So that's one of my in my back of my mind success I mean, stories that I keep a hold to. So yeah, and and, and what that I is I love that story. <laughs> and what that is 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 glimmer of hope. I mean, what what keeps you going is the word hope. Right. Because if we can't if we don't have hope for something. Right. I mean, it's it, it makes life fun. You know, there's one there's a difference between hope and faith. I, I really like there's people that oh, I hope it happens. I hope this. I hope that 
I think that you, based on what you've explained, like you both have a right. very, very deep faith and relationship with God. I believe that, that, that your hope is founded a little deeper that, you know, you just know that there is a plan and a purpose for your life. And this is what you were given to do. And you're going to do it with the best of your ability. And you just have a very deep convicted hunch that this is going to work. And that's more than hope. It's faith. Yes. And yes. I, I understand that. I really do. Let's end. We could probably talk longer, but let's kind of end it there. I just want, yeah, I just want to thank you, Damon, for, for coming aboard Smart Cleaning School, for reaching out. I've, I, I really enjoyed hearing your story. This is something that can help. I believe a lot of people that are, that are struggling, that are in that roller coaster up and down and questioning, do I keep pressing? Yes, keep pressing. Keep pressing. That would be my response. So, Damon, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank cool. you. Thank you for having me on. And there we have it. The first interview with our sponsor. Did Damon's story inspire you? Damon's website is the Teabag Company. I have linked that in the show notes. There's an exclusive 10% discount that he's offering to us. So we'll make sure if you want to buy this product that you can access that with our special code and you can try it out just like I have. So please give me your feedback. What are your thoughts? Do you like this format? Instead of me just doing the, okay, here's a commercial. I want to do it differently. I want to make it fun. I want to make the sponsors that I bring on. I want to make them real people with real visions and show you what they've done. That way, when you hear me talk about the product in future months, you'll remember, oh yeah, that tea bag, that was that Damon guy that Ken interviewed. I really liked him. And so even if you don't ever buy the product, that's fine. But you'll remember Damon and you'll remember that he inspired you, that he failed and failed and failed and he kept picking himself back up. And then he invented a product and brought it to market. And with that, everyone, thank you so much. This has been a long one, and thanks for sticking around to the very end. Have an amazing day. Well, there you have it, the original interview with Damon Washington from December 2021. What a great episode and a great update from where things are heading for the teabag company. So proud of you, Damon. Keep the hustle on. And if you're interested out there in podcast land, you can purchase any of the teabag products at a 10% discount through the Smart Cleaning School resources page at smartcleaningschool.com backslash resources. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.